The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendos, and Larson. Also, Cal. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Going In Raw, uh, the only pro wrestling podcast you need. Are those sloths on your shirt? Yeah. I just noticed that. That yeah. is a great shirt. These the are uh, sloths, and they're staring at the moon. You know, I've seen the mountain t-shirts where you have the wolves staring at the moon or whatever kind of animals at the moon. Me, I got sloths. That's amazing. That's yeah. the best t-shirt. Did you get that at a rest stop, too? No, this one I did not get a rest stop. Um, I... Found it online. I forget what the the stores calls, but I'm just like, oh my god, that's amazing. There's sloths. Yeah, friend, as you can see, but yeah, there's sloths. It's like the Milky Way and the moon. That's amazing. Yeah. Sorry, that was distracting. But I, I, this, 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 I know it's, it's funny. It's a worthwhile. I, I've been hanging out with you for 40 minutes and you haven't noticed, and then all of a sudden the show comes on and you're just like, I know. Oh, well, I'm over here on my two computers over here trying to get yeah, all this stuff done. Yeah. I haven't had time to focus on Cal yet, so I'm sorry, Cal. Oh, that's okay. Um. Anyways, this is Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to found right here. YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, if you're subscribing, uh, make sure that notification bell thing is pressed or something. Uh, you know, I've been hearing things that people uh, have been having issues with notifications. In fact, there's not a whole lot of people here. That's weird. Anyways, we'll keep going. Oh, it's Monday. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, also... Pro, uh, going into rugby found wherever fine podcasts are available whatever podcast platform you're on odds are going in raw is there uh those are all the plugs we need yes that's it how was your weekend good sir i had a pretty good weekend nothing too out of the ordinary just i had a match saturday at the virgil flynn legacy show it's tough because it was the last show for this company in sacramento mm-hmm. because we lost our good friend virgil flynn last year he uh, he passed away, and the show was to. It was another fundraiser for his family, and it was touching. I mean, all us NorCal guys, we know everybody, and we know pretty much what's going on with each other's lives. So when we lose a brother, you know, it's it's really really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, the show must go on, and it was the last show, and I had a little match. It was a triple threat, big Haas fight. It was me, Drake Frost, Drake Frost. Legit, I asked him what he weighed, and he said 340, 350. So he's a big dude, and uh, Super Beast weighs 250, 260. Wow. So it was a a big man match, and it it didn't go on too long. It went 10 minutes. So, I mean, it wasn't like how those little wrestlers, they do spots out glow. We didn't really do a lot of spots, but I did hit a couple gut wrenches on Super Beast. Nice. I did uh, throw... Big Drake Frost with a nice German. So I had I had fun in that match. 
Nice. And then uh, then finished watching Stranger Things, and that was cool. it. Yeah, it was okay. Cool. I just somehow the stream got put unlisted, not public. That's why there's hardly anybody here. So sorry okay. about that, everybody. Okay. Still, you know, still working out the kinks and stuff. Yeah. So I it's Monday. Problems. Yeah, you know, it is Monday. It's, it's case Monday. of Mondays. Uh, no, it should be fixed now, public. If you guys uh, can do me a, a solid and retweet stuff so everybody knows it's happening, that'd be great. Yep. Or we're getting started, but might just have like 50 people here. I did switch it to public. Anyways, on with the show. Uh, what was going to say? Now I'm distracted. Uh, How was your weekend, by the it way? It was all right. I did a lot of yard work yesterday, so I can like go to the gym for two hours and not really be that sore. You put me out in the backyard and, and dig you. up a bush, and I feel like an old man. Yeah, it hurt throughout your lower back, man. Yeah, it hurts. Oh, it it's sucks. Sore a I hate bit. yard work. I hate yeah, it. I'm not a fan of it either. I'm really not. It's like you got to do it because like, if you have a bad yard, it kind of, you know... It, Leaves a bad taste among the neighbors. Yeah, it can. Like, oh, look at his yard. It's not very good. They didn't trim the grass, and there's weeds everywhere. Yeah. It's like, man, I'm, I hate yard You don't feel like you can tap people over either if your yard's unkempt, you know? Yeah. You can't yeah. entertain. No, it sucks. It does suck. It does suck. Yard uh, sucks. Someone who doesn't suck, that's Alistair Black. No, he's um, awesome. He is awesome. So uh, he's got a match apparently coming up soon at Extreme Rules, and we've been hearing for a, a little bit. That Cesaro uh, could be his opponent. However, Russell votes may add or have added a wrinkle to that story. Quote, I'm told Cesaro was the original planned opponent for Aleister Black for Extreme Rules. And in fact, he may still be. This was, however, prior to Heyman and Bischoff coming back into the fold. No idea if they want someone something else instead. We will see. Uh, Aleister Black is on SmackDown. Yep. As far as I know, Bischoff isn't starting uh, day-to-day operations on SmackDown until after Extreme Rules. Yep. Um, so if Bischoff coming on is going to change anything, I'd be really surprised because he's actually not really starting until after that particular show. However, um, if, say, Heyman has some plans for Cesaro over on Raw, I know he had, was in that faction briefly with uh, on main event with EC3 and... Oh. It was, Bob Rude. Yeah, Bob Rude. The main event, Muscle. Muscle Men, yeah. Muscle Men. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if that's going to preclude him, you know, dominating a uh, main event with that particular faction. Yeah. If that's going to preclude him having a, a, a match with Aleister Black over on SmackDown. But it'd be cool if that happened because we all know Cesaro's a spectacular wrestler. Yeah. One yeah. of the best in-ring performers there is. Oh, man. There was a, a member watching a live event match with him and Pac. And it was amazing, mm-hmm. but it, it's just like once you just let that guy run loose, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. And we've seen moments where he does it from time to time. But yeah, oh, his matches with Ricochet were all great. Oh, they're awesome, dude. Um, he's like he can base anyone. He's the strongest guy, pound for pound, from what everybody says. It's just like I remember him and Sheamus were on the Jericho podcast, and Sheamus is like, he will be a world champ. Yeah, just given the opportunity, he could run with it and go with it. But yeah, I love Cesaro, and I do. If it's Cesaro versus Alistair, that'd be awesome. That would be pretty awesome. Be hard hitting. But for the sake of discussion, let's say Bischoff decides no, I'm gonna pull the plug on that particular feud. But I still want Alistair Black uh, to wrestle at Extreme Rules because we've been advertising it. Yeah. So it kind of needs to happen. Um, let's take a moment. Let us power rank if we if we can five other potential opponents for Alistair Black at Extreme Rules. I guess it doesn't have to be anybody on. Uh, SmackDown per se, because wild card rule. Wild card. Um, tops on my personal list would probably be Shinsuke Nakamura. However, he's in a thing now, seemingly with uh, Finn Balor. That takes him out of the equation. Yeah. 
So we need we need five people who are actually not doing anything right now. Well, um, you said that um, earlier that Randy hurt his neck or something. Yeah, that he had a neck injury that he was taking. This uh, Fightful was talking about it. Um, see if I can pull that info up real quick. Um, it wasn't anything serious. Apparently, it was just uh, rest and recuperation Dang. was supposed to be enough to, to clear it up. Yeah. Um, but they were wrestling on the house show circuit. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I believe Alistair, it was uh, one of uh, Orton's last matches before taking this respite, was with Alistair on, uh, at a house show. Um, he was just on Fightful Select. But they had that up. I'll pull it up real quick. But that's a good, that's a good, uh, a good option because, uh, well, Randall might not be the most exciting wrestler. He, but I feel like his pace and the way he carries himself to the ring could, I mean, be interesting to see that with Allister. Mm-hmm. Just as long as it's not heavy heat from Randy, like he's just slowed the pace down so much to where Allister can't show his quickness and his explosiveness. Yeah. Like that's the only thing I kind of would worry if he worked Randy because Randy's so like deliberate. Yeah, deliberate. That's deliberate. Good, yeah. So. Uh, this is what Fightful Select said. And if you know, if you're not signed to Fightful Select, can't recommend enough. Fightful does great work. Uh, Sean Ross, Ross Sapp had a pleasure meeting him at Starcast Two. Hell of a guy. Uh, quote: Fightful has learned that Randy Orton has been dealing with some what of a neck injury, which is evaluated last week. Orton jammed his neck against Alistair and already had vacation time coming up. He was getting additional two weeks prior in order to rest up accordingly. Uh, Orton was actually slated to appear at last night's live event and missed it due to travel and expected to be back at tonight's live event. Um, the injury is said to not be serious, but there wasn't immediate plans for Orton at TV and was given time off to heal up. So that's great. Not serious. Because um, uh, a motivated Randy Orton yeah. is can do really, 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 really good work. Yeah. So that being said, I'll put Randall Orton number two on these power rankings because I think that would be interesting dynamic, as you mentioned. Uh, different paces, different styles. Yeah. Um, and uh, if if Orton's working heel, that's always fun. And a lot of the times they'll take a older vet guy and they'll pair him up with one of the younger guys mm-hmm. just to kind of get them acclimated to that WWE style. Yeah. Because in NXT it seemed like they aren't exactly they still do a indie-ish style. Mm-hmm. So and then WWE is super TV. So I can see if they had good chemistry or something that would be the one because you know. Randy comes out of nowhere now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you said Randy. I'll say obvi- obvious one's Bray. It would be fun to see that how Bray's this happy, light guy that has an extremely dark background. Yeah. Go against Allister, who is nothing but dark. So you have these yeah. two dark demeanor guys going at it. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. That would be cool. The It'd only downside of that is that one of them would have to lose. Yeah. Uh, I guess the scenario there is that um, yeah, that would suck. But if they could do it to where nobody loses, yeah, like, everybody you know, wins. If they took a page out of AEW, Cody versus Darby Allen, there you the go. Time ran up. That's how they time limit draws. Time for limit an entire draw. six month feud. That'd be spectacular. Yeah. Um, I'll say someone else that would make a call. I'm definitely not Dolph Ziggler. No. Um, he's been kind of the gatekeeper uh, in WWE for far too long. However, someone who did play gatekeeper in NXT. I think it would make a great opponent for Aleister Black, uh, especially given his current gimmick, uh, although he's been kind of hesitant to fight, but maybe he wants to knock on this person's door uh, to criticize his approach for trying to make a match because if you really want to make a match, should you do it in the bowels of the arena in a dark yeah. room? No, you should do it in the middle of the ring. I'm talking about Sami Zayn. Uh, 
Uh, Sami Zayn versus Aleister Black, I think, would be a great match. That would be awesome. Uh, it would guarantee Aleister at least one, if not a series, of victories because Sami Zayn simply can't win a match these days. It would be funny to hear Sami's explanation why he knocked on the door. Yeah. Because he'd be like, Yo, and I figured, why not knock on the door? See what, you know, we'll see what you're doing in your room. See what the deal is about. See what the deal is. You know, that would be hilarious. That would be pretty Because then that, and Sammy's already taken losses, you know? Oh, yeah. So, personally, it, so anyway, like, I like these three right now because they're all defined characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember somebody else, uh, one of the friendos said Mustafa Ali would be a cool choice. But that's another one of the scenarios that would suck that somebody, one of those exactly. guys would have to lose. Uh, then another one's Buddy Murphy. That's another one I'm just like... Yeah, but I wonder at this point... Since he hasn't really done... He doesn't have a character or anything. Yeah, but I wonder at this point, if, if they put on a series of spectacular matches, if that's kind of enough enough for Buddy on the main roster. Yeah. Know, at least he's on TV. Yeah, and then, you know, what's what's cool about but the relationship between Buddy and Alistair, if you guys caught uh, Buddy did the um, Lillian Garcia show, mm-hmm. and he said that he got his motivation back to want to perform because he did a lot of matches with Alistair Black in the NXT mm-hmm, loop, mm-hmm. and that got the door open for him to do 205 Live. Yeah. Um, so that would be interesting, but I just don't see it creative-wise, that, yeah. that working out. Yeah, they're not doing anything with Buddy Murphy, except he's uh, been had a match against Mustafa, uh, dark matches before uh, tapings. Yeah. Uh, I will. This is a funny one. It's don't. It's not. I'm not going to rank it, but like, what if Alistair Black's He's in his little dark room, and then the room next to that dark room is Mojo Raleigh in the mirror <laughs> screaming. <laughs> and he's like, Fight me. <laughs> and then you just have Mojo talking, scream, to, his talking to himself in the mirror in the same dark room. That'd be funny. It's <laughs> me knock on that door. Knock on the door. Not right now. I'm looking in the mirror. I know. My mirror's broken. <laughs> My mirror's broken. <laughs> It'd be really been great if they had. I mean, Nakamura versus Finn Balor is a cool few knocks. Yeah. We kind of saw a little bit of that in NXT when Balor's on his way out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know the 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 preeminent striker on the main roster, Nakamura, taking on God. preeminent striker in NXT. You know what? I'm Let's put that, I think one. that's the last one. Nakamura. That's gotta be number one. That's gotta be number one. That Why not be... make it a triple threat for the Intercontinental Title or something? Yeah. Something. Oh, that would be that. That's the match right there. Yeah. Nakamura knocks on the door. Then you get Finn. Mm-hmm. That'd be really. You know what? If it's Finn, that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting too. That'd be cool. Man, I had to get my mind running to like start thinking of guys. But yeah, I like that list. Man, that'd be so Black versus Finn. And yeah. then you get Demon Finn versus Alistair Black. Yeah. The power of the left hand versus the... De- the oh, yeah. the... Yeah. The, what what the is demon, the Corey Graves thing? The left hand path? Something yeah, like that? The, yeah. The righteous path of the left hand or he, something. He, he had like 10 different wannabe catchphrases for Alistair when he made his debut. Brooding. Brooding. Moody. Brooding. Brooding. Yeah. <laughs> Moody. Fight for those left behind. Fight for the blue collar. Uh, people of this just world. like uh, heavy machinery that's they have the yeah. same motives blue collar solid that's right blue collar solid that's right angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Um, next, let's talk about the G1. I know you said you didn't know you didn't, weren't sure you had a chance to watch it over the no, weekend because you was, were wrestling your own match. I was on my own match. So I did catch some of the interviews. I mean, if like I watched Cobb's interview about his tag match, and then uh, I was listening to one of the podcasts that were kind of going over it. I because I had Will Ospreay winning against uh, Lance Archer, Lance Archer, and then. No, he lost, but it's it's around Robin, so yeah, yeah, yeah. everything's on points. And it fits it fits with Will Osprey's story of yeah him trying to be the junior heavyweight taking on the heavyweight competitors. And Lance Archer's a huge he's dude, he's a big guy, he's like six seven. Yeah, and he, that was a hell of a match. Um, all in all, the show was a ton of fun. They kept it kind of light and breezy as New Japan shows go. It's only about three and a half hours. Sometimes they can be push they can push four hours plus. Um, didn't feel like any filler. Um, even the undercard tag matches were fun, and they were trying to develop some story. Um, specifically, you got Tomohiro Ishii and Jeff Cobb about to duke it out in the G1 tournament. They were both involved in an awesome tag match with a couple of young lions. Um, show kicked off with uh, Gorillas of Destiny taking on Yo and Show Rapongi 3K. Um, it seems like Yo and Show are making the move up to the heavyweight tag ranks. Uh, kind of similar to Osprey's story, though. Maybe not quite ready for that. Um, they had a fun match against Girls of Destiny. They kept it pretty, again, light, breezy, fast-paced, emphasis on the action. Featured a really awesome gun stun out of nowhere uh, from Tama Tonga. Um, in the end, Girls of Destiny, they picked up the win following like, a second rope uh, super powerbomb oh, nice. from uh, Camacho, Tongaloa. Yeah, Tongaloa. Um, really fun match. Really, basically, all the matches were tons of fun. I can't think of a dud um, between them because most thought, more often than not, they didn't, they didn't overstay their welcome. Um so that's always fun. Next, we had uh, Shota Umino, uh, uh, John Moxley's personal young lion, seemingly, <laughs> teaming up, in this case, with Tomohiro Ishii to take on uh, Ren Narita and Jeff Cobb. All that Jeff Cobb and Ishii wanted to do was beat the hell out of each other. Oh, that's um, like, they were basically forced out of the match, kind of. They were, like, they were tagged out um, by their young lion partners. Um, but they just wanted to beat the hell out of each other. So that's the setup is they have young lions in their corner. No, they're tagging tag- with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, I mean. yeah, like yeah. So yeah. you have Cobb and Ishii. God, I love Ishii. Oh, he's such a man. When I wasn't sure what to think of him when I first saw him because he, he, he just kind of looks... He looks like a pretty normal dude. No, Yeah, just like a normal guy. Yeah, yeah. And then you just see how he's so strike-heavy and he hits hard. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, he's a dude you just don't want to mess with. He's a powerhouse, too. Yeah. I remember we went to the the first pair of U.S. shows, New Japan uh, U.S. shows, Steve and I. And the second night, we were sitting like second row right by the ramp. And he walks by us. And he's like, man, he's he's like 5'8". Yeah. He's not that large. No. I don't, I'd, I'd be surprised if he was 200 pounds. But man, he can basically lift up anybody. But that's the thing; like he's low level gra- he's low level gravity, and he's stockier than you know. He yeah, he's thick. He's thick. Yeah, he's, he's a, a stocky dude. dude. Um, and it's then just, it, it's just, but it's cool seeing Cobb and him go out because Cobb's like five ten. Yeah, but he weighs two sixty. Yeah, like Jeff's thick. Yeah, like the thickest guy on the planet. Yeah. So seeing two thick, short, stocky guys just 
throw out forearms at each and other. And they're all in their great shape, too. Yeah. So, yeah. man, have they gone singles before? They said during the show they had in Rev Pro. They have it in New Japan. Okay. I think it was in Rev Pro and then somewhere else. But I don't believe it was in New Japan. Uh, I want to see um, that So, they're both in the B block. Yeah. For the tournament. Yeah. So, they'll have a match. I think they said next. I think they're they're, they're each other's first opponents in the G1. Oh. So, it's probably this weekend. Okay. You know, they'll, That's they'll probably awesome. start having them up. Um, uh, Jeff Cobb pinned Umino after a tour of the islands, and then Ishii gets in there and they start trading forms and be pulled apart. Yeah, and they start so that's setting up for their match for the G1. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a, a hard hitting, bruising affair. I, in that case, if that's next week, then or when when is the next? I think I think they said this, this upcoming weekend they're okay. going to start. They're all traveling back to Japan. They're going to start the tournament in earnest. Then yeah, then I'm, that might be a match I want to try to yeah. find and watch. Uh, next, we had uh, Chaos members Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto taking on Bullet Club members Chase Owens and Jay White. Uh, Chase Owens was actually wildly entertaining in this match. Oh, that's cool. Just acting a fool. Uh, Hiroki Goto uh, was in that ring like he owned it. Um, I guess he's been out of action for a little bit, but, but he's in great shape. Yeah. He looked great. Uh, he picked up the win for Chaos, pinning Chase Owens after a GTR. Um, Chase Owens tried to hit his package pile driver, couldn't do oh, it. Nice. <laughs> uh, Jay White seemingly spent most of this match on the outside just brawling. Jay White's really ca- had a bit of a fall from grace just like a couple months ago. Well, in April, he was the IWGP heavyweight champion. Yep. Now he's, I mean, Hiroki Goto's great. He's probably going to be in a feud with him yeah. uh, in, in the fall and stuff through the G1. But just a year ago, Jay White was basically trying to break up chaos. Well, it's tough because they, it's one of those things where you force something so much, and like this is a guy, you know, Jay White's super young, very talented guy. Yeah, yeah. But I remember you guys were talking about if he has this character down as the the switchblade, mm-hmm. and even I wasn't like looking at him. I just kind of didn't. He's got like a really soft baby face. Yeah, he does. So it, like switchblade care, you gotta be grizzled. Yeah, like, leathery, rugged, leathery. You know, and I don't know how much experience he has. I mean, like, yeah, he was a young lion for a long time. I know he went on excursion to Ring of Honor. We saw him at a PWG show. But I think he's like 25, 26. Yeah. He's still super young. Super young. I mean, and when he has more experience, I think he'll have a more defined, like, ring. It seems like day by day he's inhabiting that character a bit better. Yeah. Um, like in the ring, he's really good. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just from the character standpoint. I think yeah. his in-ring work as a character is pretty decent. It's yeah. just his promo stuff. He's still a little too soft-spoken. That's I kind of feel the same. He way. needs to start smoke. I mean, I don't advocate for smoking at all. He needs to grizzle up a bit. But I think if, if he started like a serious smoking habit, yeah, and get some rasp to his voice. He needs to grow facial hair too. He does. He has a beard now. Oh, he has a beard. Well, he okay, has like a, a thick goatee. He needs a mustache. Yeah, he's got that. He, he needs to get like a big thick mustache. He kind of has like a, 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 a swashbuckling musketeer th- thing going on. With okay, his then hair now. I haven't. I didn't see the match so i don't really know what yeah, he looks yeah, like. yeah. i think it's a relatively recent addition to his face good that that helps kind of yeah grizzle him up a bit make him look, look a bit more grown up yeah because he kind of needs that to be that character yeah for sure um but it was a fun match like i said all these matches were tons of fun uh after that whoa sorry let me get to my notes here um where go. was uh next we had a six-man tag match jushin thunder liger Juice Robinson and Toru Yano taking on Bushi, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, this match, tons of fun, um, especially uh, like LIJ when they work in tandem. Mm-hmm. Doing uh, tag moves together is tons of fun. Doing yeah. drop kicks on everybody's faces and stuff. Um, everybody 
Actually, Juice wasn't in this match a whole lot. I was going to say, how, how much did uh, Juice do? He didn't do a whole lot. He okay. was trying to set up Shingo for uh, Pulp Friction, and Shingo got out of it and dropped him with a gory bomb. Uh, oh, okay. Um, but I think they, they're in the same block. They might be first round, uh, okay. first round match opponents in the G1. Nice. Um, I think there's kind of, you know, Liger's on his farewell tour. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was a good send off for him, at least in Dallas. Uh, Yano got the pin on Bushi after a low blow and a small package. Typical Yano stuff, but yep. still wildly entertaining. Yeah. Can't get enough of Yano. That's awesome. Uh, and then the G1 matches started in earnest. First one, Will Ospreay versus Lance Archer. Lance Archer's got a bit of a new look. He's got, he's got all the hair here shaved off. His hair that's left on top is super long, and it's like kind of dyed red towards the end. Oh, that's like cool. Like he's been soaking it in blood. <laughs> he's got new ring gear. Yeah, I was. I really liked the spitting gimmick he had. I was about to say, did he like hawk any loogies? No, probably they, not in Dallas. They don't let him do it anymore. New Japan won't let him do it anymore. Really? No, yeah, it's, it's been for a while. Yeah. Well, I can see why they. Oh, wouldn't. totally. It's gross, but yeah. it's wild. It's funny. It's all get out because that. I mean, when we went to the second New Japan show, and we didn't get ringside, I wasn't that upset, especially once I found out he was on the card. Because at that point, oh, dude. So he comes down through the curtain, down the stage, and. Ro- Right as the stage area, there's a barricade that turns for the ramp to go to the ring. There's a security guard standing right in that corner. Lance Archer gets a mouthful of water, turns right to the security guard, and spits water all in his face. Oh, my God. I was like, dude. oh, man. He's like, he didn't get his ass kicked. But yeah. then again, Lance Archer's gigantic. Yeah. Um, this was a really, really fun match. Uh, Lance Archer, I know he's been around forever. He's massive. But he can still move pretty well for a dude his size. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you got to be able to move to keep up with Osprey. And he had no problem and what he does. Up. That's cool. Um, uh, the match started with Archer charging towards Osprey. Osprey countered with a Spanish fly. Oh my god! That's how the match began, and then he he uh, Archer rolled the outside. Uh, Osprey hit a high flying move, got him back in the ring, goes for a cover, and Archer kicks out like one and a quarter. Wow! Um, and it was pretty much the story of Osprey trying as he might to use his quickness advantage, his aerial skills to fell the larger man. However, Archer always found a way to overpower Will Osprey. Um, pretty early in the match, they were brawling outside. Uh, Archer just picked up Osprey and choke slammed him through a table. Oh, ringside. Nice. Um, and uh, he dropped him with a couple other uh, pretty huge power moves. Um, there's this great spot where Osprey is on the top rope and Archer like runs up the ropes and hits Osprey with a knee. Oh, geez. You don't see that from a dude that, that no. huge. So wait, Os- so Osprey was on the top. He was sitting on the he was sitting on the top turnbuckle. And he oh I see. So he did the running knee. That's stepping cool. Like up CM the Punk does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stepping okay. up the ropes. It was it was pretty and he did it super quick. It wasn't like it was lumbering by any stretch of the imagination. It was quick and That's awesome. felt violent. Um and then Archer uh he's been using the iron claw, I guess, as his finish. Okay. And so he got an Osprey once. Osprey escaped. Um, and then the finish saw uh, Archer hit his previous, I guess, called Blackout. His old finisher was like a reverse razor's edge kind of. Okay. And then followed up with the, the iron claw to get the pin. Nice. Um, but if you didn't have a chance to check it out, do. It's awesome. It was a really fun match. I might have to look that up when I, you know, after I leave here. And yeah, just go it's really it. good. Uh, next, we had Evil versus Bad Luck Fale. Uh, Bad Luck Fale matches you kind of have to overbook. Because he's just kind of a huge lumbering dude. Yeah, he's big. Yeah. He's a heavy guy. Um, and they did that because this match started off with uh, a brawl on the ramp. Evil kept trying to body slam Fale throughout the match. Tried to do it on the ramp, couldn't do it. Chairs were involved. Uh, had a ref bump um, so that a, a bad luck Fale could get the upper hand. Uh, he won with a bad luck fall. Um, but we had all your typical chair shots with Evil. Yeah. He puts the chair on the neck and hits him. And oh, stuff I like see. That. Um, 
So uh, Bad Luck Fallet picked up the win. Two points nice. for Bad Luck Fallet. Nice. So all the all the big guys are winning right now so yeah. far. Yeah. It's it's weird cuz like they don't do much with Bad Luck Fallet generally through the course of the year, but he always he's typically always in the G1 and always has a decent showing. That's funny. Pro- yeah, probably just cuz he's been there forever and just and I guess storyline-wise he's a huge dude that yeah. smaller guys have to overcome, you know. Yeah. Uh next, maybe the match of the night. Uh Sonata taking on Zack Sabre Jr. Just a technical masterclass. That's awesome. Which you, the kind of the level of performance you'd always expect from Zack Saber Jr. from a technical wrestling standpoint, yeah. but then Sonata was matching him almost move for move. It was incredible. The opening sequence was awesome. The finish just as awesome. Yeah. Um, it was maybe eight minutes before there was any 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 striking involved in this match. By and large, it was all technical mat wrestling. Um, there was a couple funny spots where Sonata's been using the uh, the Paradise Lock. And then hitting people with drop kicks from that. And there was one time he tried to do a Zack Sabre Jr. He reversed like that. Yeah. Another time, so Sonata has Sabre in kind of position, puts his arm under his leg, and Zack would just do this. He tried for the <laughs> other arm. He just pulls it out. Yeah, he's just being super arrogant yeah. about it. Yeah. That's the thing I was going to say. With a lot of mat wrestling, some t- you don't really have to call a whole lot. It's like a lot of feel and like mm-hmm. just – it to me, when you have a mat wrestling match – I, I, I have an ego because of my background in mat wrestling. So if someone's going to try to like go hold for hold for me and I know exactly what I'm doing and yeah. I like can legit shoot, yeah. that guys are going to like really go at it. Yeah. So that's something to be said. If these guys are mat wrestling for the first 10 minutes, it, that's a big ego thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, you want to roll around and like you kind of jujitsu style wrestling catchers catch can yeah it's like all right i'll go with you yeah. you know see what you got and then eventually you know if you're cool with each other then you work your, your work your way up from there mm. so i could see this match being like a big oh you're gonna put that hole on me i'll put this hole on you oh, let's that's see totally how, how well you can yeah that that's kind of cool and and especially from saber's standpoint from a character perspective he was being super arrogant about it um you know sonata he's always he always plays things pretty cool character wise yeah but saber was being super arrogant about things at one point he rolls out of the ring and just take a breather, and it's a 20 count. Yeah. And he's just ringside, and it's getting, like, the 15, and somebody ringside must be kind of talking trash, and he's all, yeah. can't hear what he's saying, but he's, like, fake, yeah. acting like he's all concerned. Yeah. Gets back in the ring at 19, turns to that group of people and, and flips them off. God, dude. It, I, if there's a crowd that really appreciates Matt wrestling, it makes matches so much more mm-hmm. fun for the guys. Because there's times where, like, I've done that kind of style at, like, little house shows in some little town. And you might catch a little kid or just some white trash person. They go, this is boring. What are you doing? This is weird. I don't like this. So having somebody in the crowd appreciate it makes it so much. God, it's, it's like a huge relief. Yeah. So when people can appreciate good Matt wrestling for what it is, mm-hmm. actual wrestling, it's, mm-hmm. it makes it so much more fun. The crowd was super into the show from That's the perfect. opening bell. That's awesome. It wasn't a huge crowd. I guess the only, you know, it's a huge basketball arena with the yeah. Dallas Mavericks yeah. play. So that probably seats 15,000. There might have been 5,000 people there, which is kind of That's the only f- bummer about the show is that you can tell there's a lot of empty seats. Yeah. Um, but the crowd, everybody in that building was into the show. That's cool. Um, they were into this match. And, and, uh, these two guys, even though it's all Matt based, really kept the match moving. Yeah, that's, um, as long as you can blow up faster from Matt wrestling mm-hmm. than actual, you know, being upright. Because when you're bent over and you're putting holds, you're using your entire body to control the person. Mm-hmm. You get blown up really fast. Yeah. So yeah, 
good good for these guys keeping it you know keeping it moving oh yeah 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 that's great yeah they were trying to do a move counter into another counter into another counter uh the finish saw uh well first there was a series of of roll-up attempts they all escaped and then uh finally sonata pinned zach saber jr using that kind of arching bridge yeah that zach's been known to use quite a bit um zach after the match was incredulous going after the ref for for oh one thing i forgot to mention I knew I was. I was happy to see Lance Archer back because mm-hmm. the first thing he did when he got to ringside yeah. was lay out a young lion. Oh, a la his mentor Minoru Suzuki. Perfect. This is great. That's great. Um, so Sexy Bird Junior. Uh, he lays out the ref. He's still mad. He's throwing a fit. He goes up the ramp. He lays out a young lion nice. too. Um, and he dropped the awesome, awesome, awesome promo after the match. Yeah. Saying how uh, people in America don't appreciate technical wrestling. See, I agree. Um, I agree. He's right. They don't. Uh, they seriously don't. He was saying how people make mistakes. He said even Brian Eno worked with Coldplay, throwing some shade at Coldplay. Uh, awesome I, stuff. I'd throw, yeah, Coldplay. Yeah, I'm not a huge Coldplay fan no. either. I like him on occasion, but man, after that Super Bowl, <laughs> I'm like, no, they are no not Coldplay. A, they are not an arena band. Uh, <laughs> They try to be, though. No. They really want to be you, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sonata wins. He gets two points. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, next, the New Japan well, at least the latest New Japan de- uh, debut of Kenta. I guess he uh, actually had wrestled for New Japan like 15 years ago or something like that. Kevin Kelly was saying. Yeah. Um, he's taking on Kota Ibushi. This match hurt to watch because they're just kicking each other stiff. Yeah. Basically the entire time. Um, it's just stiff kicks, stiff kicks. I guess they both have kickboxing backgrounds. Um, and yeah, the whole opening part of the match was just them kicking each other. Um, there was this point where towards the end where Kenta... Uh, was kicking Kota Bushi in the back of the head repeatedly. I mean, no, he's kicking him on the neck, but it yeah, looks like he's still. kicking him in the head, and they were stiff. Um, uh, at one point, it looked like uh, Kota Bushi twisted his ankle a little bit, which I was worried made, kind of, uh, made him take the foot off the throttle for the end of the match. Yeah. Um, but the finish was still cool, and we got to see a, a GTS uh, from Kenta. He put Kota to sleep, picked up the win, but it was, it was was uh, Kota was doing a hell of a job selling Kenta. Like, he'd kick him, and he looked like he got ran over by a bus. He was really selling for Kenta, really putting him over. That's great. And the crowd was really into this match. There was dueling Kota, Bushi, Kenta, chance back and forth. Yeah. crowd was super into it. Yeah, it, it's nice to see that Kenta's coming back, hitting strikes like he's familiar with. Because mm-hmm. I remember when he showed up in developmental, uh, when I first, I didn't, I wasn't super familiar with the Japanese pro wrestling when I got signed. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know. And I wasn't sure like how big of a deal Kenta was when he came in, and when I saw him manhandle the 
the Ascension in his debut, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, obviously he must be well-known. And then I, I watched him go out there and strike. And then when he's in developmental, his strikes weren't super heavy. You know, like people were saying, he was getting held back. And then now hearing that in this match, hard hitting without holding anything back. And I'm sure, you know, Kota Ibushi and Kenta have a pretty good – I'm just speculating. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're cool. So them laying it in as hard as they can, usually you can only really do that with someone you're really cool with. Mm-hmm. If you do it with someone you don't really like, you get some heat with you can boys. Some, you can get some receipts too. Get some receipts. So – and Kenta's got not Kenta, but Kota's got the best kicks. Oh yeah, like that's what he's known for for having the best kicks mm-hmm. in all of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. So for them just kicking the sh- you know kicking the crap out of oh, each man. other, it I was, I could see that being you know they were like leg haymakers. Yeah, left and right. Oh my gosh! There's one point where uh, Kenta gets his head kick on Kota Bush and he just drops like a sack of potatoes. Wow, it's great. And Kota can. He can he can sell like oh he's else. a great seller he's really good he does the whole full body sell mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. a lot of times really hard for a lot of guys to do when he took the the go to sleep to finish the match yeah so he uh, Kenta hits it Kota hits the mat and did, not, he, did he do a back bump or did when he sold it did he just kind of like collapse so he did he he on impact he kind of fell backwards yeah so he did the back bump yeah but he did this thing. Oh, stiff. he went stiff. Like he was concussed. Like how Ben Askren was yes. after he got knocked out yeah. by George Mazadov. Oh, my gosh. Yep. V-trigger. Yeah. It was exactly like that. He just went. He, he fell on his back and went stiff instantly. Like he just got knocked the heck out. It was a great sell. Yeah. Um, fun match. Uh, a strong return showing for Kenta. I'm going to be interested to see how he, he his match against other people in the A block. Uh, namely, like how is he going to be able to uh, to, to, to beat Bad Luck Fale. Yeah, Bad Luck yeah. Fale is basically twice the size that he is. Yeah. Um, but but Kenta versus Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be great. Kenta versus Will Ospreay is going to be great. Um, there's a lot of awesome dream matches against Okada, which we'll get to now because the yep. main event of the show, uh, for the first time on, a, on American soil, we got Kazuchika Okada taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, this wasn't quite Rock Hogan levels of crowd enthusiasm. Pretty damn close. Yeah. Um, everybody in that building understood the magnitude of what they were witnessing. And uh, the both Okada and Tanahashi uh, saw that the crowd was in an absolute fervor for this match and let the opening of the match breathe. Wow. They weren't ready to get in, to start going at it. They were letting the crowd have their moment to appreciate the moment that that's they were witnessing. That's great. And that's something that, like, you that, that comes with experience. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times guys are just going to go at it instead of, like, they let the crowd kind of settle and take in the moment of who these two are yeah. and how big of a deal it is that these two are going at it. Yeah, because the uh, commentary was saying more often than not, uh, if, if Okada and Tanahashi are in the same block, they're in the closing uh, match of, of block action, not the mm-hmm. opening. Yeah. Um, so the, for that reason, just alone is a huge deal. The fact that it's not taking place in, in Japan, um, it's something else. Um, and one thing about this show, everybody on the card, everybody – I don't know if there was a pep talk beforehand or what. Everybody brought their A game, top to bottom. Every single wrestler. It's like nobody was was taking a night off. Nobody was phoning it in. Um, even in the kind of the undercard tag matches, it didn't really matter. Everybody brought their A game. Um, this match was fantastic. These guys can put on five star matches in their sleep. Basically, yeah, they've had like yeah. thirty matches in their career against one another. So they know each other. They, yeah, obviously they yeah. used to have a good connection, good chemistry. Arguably the the greatest rivalry of the last ten years. Yeah, between these two guys. Absolutely. Um, uh, 
uh, hot start to the match. There's this great bit where Okada's setting up for the first Rainmaker, and he does the pose, zoom out. And they actually did this kind of cool. So he does the pose, and the Tanahashi, you see him, you know, he's tiny in the frame now because they zoomed way out. He sticks his legs up while uh, Okada's doing the pose and tries to roll him up oh mid-pose. That's awesome. Um, you know, as often as these guys is wrestled, you'd think it'd be kind of hard to come up with different stuff ways to approach. Match. Yeah counters and whatnot yeah you know because tanahashi this this stage in his career he's not quite the athlete he used to be he's a little beat up yeah you know so he kind of keeps it simple you get dragon screw leg whips and sling blades a lot but uh they still find ways to take you know to use a musical analogy take the same you know the power chord and write interesting music together yep um but okada won it took two rainmakers i think Tombstone. Oh my god! And nice. another rainmaker. Nice. Like uh, halfway through the match, Okada hits two rainmakers. Didn't even bother trying to go for a pin because yeah. he knows yeah. that's not going to be enough to finish off the ace. Yeah. Um, but a hell of a match, hell of a show, tons of fun, breezy. Uh, Okada closes the show with a promo. Um, fun match, fun show. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, I, I, I heard the promo that he cut was like really good. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time here, mm-hmm. but this won't be the last mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching the show kind of made me wish that uh, if if Steve wasn't out of town, we could have made a made it try to make it out for it because it was awesome. It was really fun. That's great. And hopefully in the future they'll have more uh, G one shows in the states. They also announced that uh, I guess in September they're doing a three date East Coast swing through Boston, New York, and Philly. In Philly they're wrestling in the old ECW arena. Oh, perfect. And in New York, they're doing the Hammerstein Ballroom, I think, where they had uh, ECW and the one, the first two one night yep. only shows. Yep. So that's cool. That's good that these guys are doing more tours in the U.S. Mm-hmm. because that's the thing. When more people can see it, instead they're so familiar with you know a lot of the stuff on the East Coast, like Ring of Honor and obviously like WWE and stuff. Yeah. For them to like travel more and get more established in the states, man, it's just gonna. Bring a bigger I know. audience. I know it's 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 kind of it's kind of a bump. That's like the one kind of a bummer about All Elite is now because we you know like I really enjoy New Japan's product. Yeah, with or without the Elite, I like New Japan's style of wrestling. I like the wrestlers there, but now that All Elite's the thing as the firm number two in the states, like if All Elite wasn't the thing, they probably would have had at least two or three more thousand people at the show. Oh, they would have had. You know the 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 top AEW stars yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, that they would bring in. They like would have maybe said, sold out the building. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like everybody's in a big rebuilding oh, stage, yeah. you know. So, if anything, that just creates more opportunity for the guys that want to get there mm-hmm. to really show their stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, I, it's from my standpoint, it's like whenever I see, oh, Ring of Honor's down, oh, New Japan's down. It's like, well, they're not. They're just in a rebuilding stage. Yeah, and. If anything, for all the the young workers out there that are trying to make a name, man, this is your chance to like really hone your craft and like make your own impact yeah. to get on these shows. Yeah, that's the approach I'm taking. It. It's yeah, like yeah. How do you, you know make yourself available, get opportunity, and make the most out of it? I mean, especially you got Ring of Honor, I mean, obviously in a rebuilding phase after losing Young Bucks, the Young Bucks and yeah. Cody, and 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 and, uh, and you have Impact who are struggling to get a decent TV deal. Though I heard Slamiversary was very good. I heard it was awesome. Um, um, I saw on Twitter, Fulton tweeted about how people need to stop bashing Impact and like try to get on board with it. 
and because how awesome Slammiversary. And those guys are all trying to do different new things. Mm-hmm. So it's the fact, and it's because of that whole the TNA. Oh, the stigma of it. The still stigma there, of yeah. it, and I'm guilty of that as well. Yeah, it makes it hard to like get behind it. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I I know guys there, and they're all fantastic. And you know, we could talk about that. The slam. What is it? What was it called? The impact was it slamming? The title of the show? Oh, Slam Anniversary. Yeah, Slam. I don't know why I couldn't think of Slam Anniversary, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> for those guys. Yeah, good for those guys. I mean, yeah. Steve and I have always said we just want as many places where wrestlers can go and make a good living doing what they love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of companies maybe struggling a little bit, let's talk before we get to a raw preview. Uh, Fightful had an interesting little bit about what we could expect as far as uh, the tone and such of Raw, at least tonight, probably going forward. Because um, uh, last week we spoke about WB programming maybe getting a bit edgier. Uh, maybe not exactly return to the Attitude Era. But yeah. we saw with the, the, the storyline between Mike and Maria Kanellis. Uh, stuff that seemed pretty obvious that Paul Heyman was behind. Um, this is what Feifel had to say. Quote, Feifel Select learned that the word going around is that WB is really focusing in on the 1834 demographic this week after numbers for teens in particular were way up for the first week under a new executive director regime. Those we've spoken to say that the, quote, lost generation of 18 through 34 is going to be a major target going forward. Paul Heyman himself has been pretty transparent about his role in saying that Vince McMahon will always have final say and that the changes from Heyman's side are going to take some time. We're told that Heyman sits in the middle of the production meetings among other writers instead of at the front of the room and has spoken to several team members about Vince coming to grips with the fact that the program needs to be upgraded. And with that happening, true change could be on the way. Apparently, everything went swimmingly on Raw last week between Vince and Paul Heyman. Apparently, Vince was happy with how the show went. Um, I mean, with, with Paul especially, he's got a relatively proven track record of at least doing interesting stuff creatively. Um, you know, is, 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 is most things in wrestling. Not everything hits, but uh, Heyman, at least he keeps his ear to the ground. He knows what's going on. He's in tune to what's going on in pop culture. Um, so uh, hopefully Heyman can do what he wants to do for the most part. And Vince be like, cool, this is looking good. I got a football league to run. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ideally, it'll work that way. Yeah. And still, you know, getting, getting to that, that prize 1834 demo is going to be tough because they just consume entertainment in vastly different ways. It's, it's a lot different mm-hmm. with how that age group, those damn millennials, <laughs> <laughs> the group I belong to. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm just on the outskirts of the millennials too. So it's a very broad uh, time frame to be a millennial. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if that happens, but if, you know, if, if they can make uh, additional gains on what they did last week, I guess it's looking good. Um, that said, Let's do a raw preview. Yes. This looks to be a packed show. First item on the agenda, Andrade and Zelina Vega throw down the gauntlet. One week after Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch picked up a quick victory over Mike and Maria Kanellis on Raw, about that also include an astonishing surprise, sorry, yeah, astonishing surprise pregnancy announcement for Maria. The Universal Champion and Raw Women's Champion will battle Andrade and Zelina Vega on the final Raw before their winner-takes-all Extreme Rules mixed tag team match. (gasps) With Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans, the WWE Extreme Rules, as first reported by Sports Illustrated. That is a long sentence. Wow. Though the Beast Slayer and the Man's win over the power of love came relatively easily, the competitive couple will be hard-pressed 
the combat the conniving wild cards from SmackDown Live. This is actually some good writing. Can Rollins and Lynch maintain momentum against Andrade and his calculating business associate as they prepare to put both of their titles on the line against the Lone Wolf and the Sassy Southern Bell? Apart from that run on, that was a that was a good good bit. It's funny that they're taking on um, Zelina Vega and Andrade because between the you know like the Corbin and Lacey Evans match. Andrade and Zelina have way more experience, and they're a lot more talented performers. So it's funny that this is the match before they take on these guys. And it's like reality, okay, I'd rather see Zelina and Andrade instead of Corbin and Lacey Evans. I know. Just based on experience. I know. So Andrade's awesome. Andrade's awesome. And Zelina's a good little worker. Yeah, she is. So, oh, it's, Yeah. It, man, I wish it was for a different read. But you know what? Hey, we're going to get tonight on Raw. Exactly. So It'll probably be eight I'm, minutes. I'm looking forward to that match. Eight minutes before Baron Corbin interferes. Yeah. I know. Oh. <laughs> commercial break. He'll interfere for a commercial break. I know. He'll interfere for a commercial break. Now we're restarting the match. Yeah, hey, we're going to restart the match. Ugh. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. All right. Well, is the club taking over the red brand? After failing to capture United States Championship from Ricochet in the past Monday night main event, a frustrated AJ Styles joined Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson in a sadistic post-match assault that accumulated in a vicious second rope Styles clash to the tile holder. The three longtime running buddies followed up on the brutality win with a symbolic too sweet gesture over the reeling ricochet to signify to the WWE Universe that the club is back and they mean business. What might the official reunion of this take no prisoners tirade mean for the rest of the raw locker room? Wow. You're making them, the club sound awesome. Yeah, that whole thing, I'm like, geez, club's badass. Yeah, man. If only they were that way you know, for the last two years. but They could be going places. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Roman Reigns and mystery partner to face Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre before No Holds Barred Tag Team Showdown Extreme Rules. Despite what they might have said on Raw and SmackDown Live this week, Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre, whether they want to admit it or not, showed fear in the presence of The Undertaker with a dead man emerged this past Monday night. This apprehension might be why the Scottish psychopath and the best in the world turned their tag team battle against The Undertaker and Roman Reigns into a no-holes-barred match at WWE Extreme Rules next Sunday in Philadelphia. With that showdown looming, Reigns will have to team up with a partner of McMahon's choosing against the best in the world in McIntyre on Monday's Raw, as first reported by Sports Illustrated. They're getting all the, the exclusives these days. Yeah. Plus, if the Undertaker interferes in the match, he's out of this Sunday's matchup. Whoa. Uh, who will build momentum for the respective teams just six days before Extreme Rules? Yeah, this will be kind of a hard match to like really want to get behind. Yeah. But they're making it no holds barred. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I, I, I'm guessing part of that is just to work around uh, Undertaker's limitations. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way I was looking at it. Just so they can work around him being a lot older. A lot old and immobile. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Rey Mysterio returns to Raw this Monday night. Following the unbelievable set of circumstances in which he was forced to relinquish the United States Championship due to a shoulder injury, Rey Mysterio will return to Raw this Monday night. What will the greatest mask of all time have to say upon his return and how he will impact the ever-changing landscape of the red brand? 
Find out when Raw goes down this Monday night at 8, 7 central on USA Network. This is odd. Oddly, that's not the end of the recap. Uh, the, the, the greatest preview. mask of all time? Yeah, that's been his, what is his thing. He's got that shirt that has goat, you know, G-O-A-T. I remember, yeah. But between the G and the O, he has a mask there. Oh, I didn't okay. know that's what it was supposed to say. I was like, huh. Um, R-Truth wants his baby back. Drake Maverick spiced up his honeymoon with new wife Renee, Renee, Renee Michelle. Sorry, Monday night on Raw when he pinned our truth becoming two-time 24-7 champion. As much as the title has seemingly destroyed Truth's life, he seemed visibly distraught to be without it on SmackDown Live. When will Truth strike back and become a nine-time 24-7 champion? And how is Drake's new bride coping with the possibility of waking into, walking sorry, into a surprise title defense at any time? Yeah, I'm glad that these guys have been doing their own thing creative-wise from what it seems like. You mentioned that R-Truth was on uh, Edge and Christian. Yeah, he was on Edge and Christian and just how he's been really trying to make everything his own with Drake. And Drake's been been on the forefront as like, hey, trying to get involved. Because it's a silly title. Yeah. And from... You know, Rockstar Spud experience and impact. He was a he did a lot of funny, silly stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, he was down to do whatever. So it's cool that he's taking the initiative, trying to make this twenty four seven title like really totally. mean something. Totally, and it, it's a good change of pace for the show. It like, really was, is. You know, saying like every show should have a little bit of something different. Exactly. So having this kind of funny, haha title, like it was the hardcore title, mm-hmm. it it's awesome. It is. They but, they've made a lot. They made a lot of what could be just a silly gimmick thing. Yeah. Will Jealous Joe get payback against WWE Champion? On SmackDown Live, Samoa Joe confronted Kofi Kingston, questioned the WWE Champion's what was that, serenity? Yeah. And when Kofi counted or countered that the Samoan submission machine's bitterness was due to jealousy, Joe offered an apparent olive branch. Oh, nice. If Kofi were to shake his hand, Joe would cease attacks on the WWE Champion and his loved ones in the lead-up to their WWE Extreme Rules title match. Unexpectedly, Kofi responded with a one-finger salute. Oh, hell yeah! The That would make Stone Cold Steve Austin proud before dropping Joe with a trouble in paradise. Now that Kingston was rejected, that proposed cease fire, which knowing Joe was nothing of the sort, how will the Samoan submission machine respond? Wow. Yeah. What's next for Braun Strowman after Falls Count Anywhere match incident? After driving Bob Lashley through the LED wall during the Falls Count Anywhere match on Raw, Braun Strowman suffered several injuries, including a potentially ruptured spleen. Since the incident, there has been much conjecture about the condition of the monster among men and the severity of his injuries, with little confirmation as to the true extent of the damage he sustained. The Almighty, however, was released from immediate care late Monday night with relatively minor injuries. Weird, since he was the one driven through the actual yeah, wall. Yeah, he's the one that had a 400-pound man tackle him through the wall That's and pretty much probably land on top of him. Mm-hmm. But he's the one that gets out without any injury. Yeah, it kind of doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense. Taking the social media to say that, Bron, quote, Braun got what he deserved, and that next time he sees Strowman, he would, se- quote, send him to the morgue. That's that's threatening murder. I think that's illegal. But so giving Strowman- some to the morgue with, uh, well, it sounds something that uh, Paul, or was Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but given Strowman's alleged condition, next time anyone sees the monster among men remains uncertain. So which improvements guarantees we'll see him tonight. Yeah. I have a ruptured spleen, but it's not going to hold me back. You're still going to get these hands. <laughs> You're still going to get these hands. Hands. You can host the best backyard barbecue. 
when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, let's take some questions. Dylan Haggett, hey, Cal, how's the Stranger Things watch? It was okay. First season was the best. Second season was supposed to get you excited for third season, but it did not do that. Wow. It was okay. Uh, Dom L says SmackDown live better than Cal. I don't know about that math. And uh, well, I mean she's on SmackDown, so that, you know, good for her. But it is. Liv Morgan's really nice. She's a really nice person. So I really don't care if she's better or worse. Okay, than me. that's a very diplomatic approach. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's whatever. Uh, Dylan again. Black should feud with Randy Orton for SummerSlam. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Uh, Fiend kicks. What is the best case scenario debut for Bray, and how does it happen? He just needs to have that firehouse funhouse on Raw, like live. Yeah, you know, in front of a live studio audience. That'd be cool. But I don't know. They've been because how many they've done so far? They did eight episodes. They've done eight, and then not this past week, but the week before, they had the puppets show up. Yeah, the puppets have been making little. You know, they've been like Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. So. I don't, yeah, I don't know how they're gonna make the transition from the show to live television. I don't know how that's gonna work. Yeah. Uh, Dylan again, Black Mass into RKO. As a tag finisher, yay or nay? So you hit him with a black mask. And then ball. turn into an RKO. Sure. But then if someone kicked out of it, it just buries two. It does. You that know. should be the most protected finish if that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Cat. Hey, Fredos. Took a sick day. Anyway, everyone is expecting Bray. Br- expecting Bray. WB loves a cringy swerve like Dolph and the B team or an Alberto Del Rio return. Oh, if that's the one knocking on the oh, door? Oh, is that what he's talking about? You know what? You won't see Alberto Del Rio because he started his own company in Monterey, Mexico. That's true. And Dolph, I think, should... He's in a thing with Kevin Owens. Now. Yeah, he's in the thing with Kevin Owens. And then the B team. I would... You know, it would have been great to see Bo Dallas when he first came with his old gimmick of Bo Leave. Yeah. And then him knocking on the door for Alistair to tell him he needs to believe <laughs> in himself. And then that would result in him getting his head kicked off his face. That'd be pretty funny. But... No, 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 those won't. I don't think Dodie is going to do that. I, I'm really hope putting all my stock in that it's going to be Cesaro. Yeah, or it, you know, it's going to be one of those guys. Yeah, it probably will be. I'm still. I kind of want Buddy Murphy because I want to do something. That'd be interesting. They would have a really awesome match if they let him do whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Big Don Paul, thank you. Ws Fletcher, new member. I forgot to do a Patreon shout out the head of the show. So I'll do him now. I'll probably do him again at the beginning of uh, tomorrow's show. Uh, thank you, Carl Bodsworth, Carlito243, and Scott, new patrons from over the weekend. Scrubs McKenzie, that's a good name, it says Bearded Steve better than non-Bearded Steve. I think that's math I agree with because Bearded Steve is you. It's, it's me, but you know what? Without non-Bearded Steve, I wouldn't be here, so... 
Mad respect to beard. No, yeah, beard. Maybe Steve. it should be bearded Steve greater than or equal to. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's different. It is. It's different. Uh, Dylan, again, I meant watching season th- three. Yeah, yeah. You just said season three. You just weren't. It was all right. It was okay. It was all right. wasn't a fan. It was all right. Uh, Penman writes, Cal, you seemed a little ashamed that saying you're listening to the corny pod last week. I don't think you should be. I think it's good to hear from both sides. I listen to every podcast because I like to hear people's opinions and approach. And sometimes I listen to a podcast just to, I, even though I'm, I know I'm going to disagree with what they're going to say, you just have to be open-minded to like, because sometimes you might get some good out of it and sometimes you might get some bad. Yeah. There's a podcast show where I listen to that just bashes everything WWE. Which, do I agree with it? Sometimes, sometimes I don't. You should just be open-minded. Um, on the Twitter, Perry BS says, if All Elite gets 5 million views on their first TV episode, what happens? Hell will freeze over. Hell will freeze over. Hell will freeze they over. They would have to be... Man, what how, what kind of like promotion work are they? would they have to do to get that to be a thing? Um, it, it would take... They'd have to pay people to watch the show, yeah, I think. Yeah, they would have to pay. I mean, if WWE struggling to get two million on a consistent basis, yeah. to expect all lead to get more than twice. How that. many? So, like Raw after Mania, how many people were watching? Like three, three. Okay, that's. Yeah. They have to do something big, like more excitement than WrestleMania for them to get. You know, even like three. If their debut gets over a million, they should be ecstatic. That that would be huge because that just took a million viewers. You know, that might watch WWE. Yeah. That'd be, that would be big. That would be huge. Uh, Greg Morris. Cal, what are your five favorite matches you've seen? I know you're not into the concept of favorite matches. But yeah. Some five matches that have inspired you, um, that, uh, that have stuck with you. I Anything with, um, I know I don't say his name, but Chris Benoit versus Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie mm-hmm. Guerrero is the, uh, was it not Tiger Mask? Oh, Benoit? Yeah, Benoit versus well, he was, Eddie. But Eddie was... Uh, I think it's Tiger Mask, but I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know. They've done some New Japan stuff. Yeah. I remember they, did Benoit wear a mask when he was Pegasus Kid? I think he did. Okay. And then I remember one of... Okay, so one match I watched with Jason Jordan to like kind of get an idea of how to do triple threats was Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton versus Kurt Angle. That match was really good. I think Rey won. Mm-hmm. That match was really fun. Um... Those are just two that stick out to me a lot that like as far as like good grappling and a mixture of kind of everything like as far as like old school style mm-hmm. matches. Um, and I only have two. Like I'm not really – I can't really speak on five matches that stick out for me a lot because, man, wrestling's an art and art's always stolen. That's true. So that's, true. that's hard for me to say. Um Ezra Zealous, I think it's pretty universal how we feel. Shane shouldn't be the person in the position he has. He is as lead competitor in his storyline. Would you say that you feel the same about Dolph in his storyline? I'm personally uh, a fan, but feel he hasn't done got anything, hasn't got anything in a few years. Uh, I just don't feel like Dolph's really adapted with the times. Like I still feel like he's more or less wrestling the same exact way he did in 2012. Um, yeah, yeah, he hasn't really changed much. And with how athletic guys his size move around, you'd figure that. And then he is athletic, but it's he's a different athletic that's not, like you said, it's not fitting with the times. He's not doing 
high flying stuff. He's, you know, like I said earlier, like it's great to see someone do a mat based wrestling, but it's hard to mat based wrestle when your boots are giant and yeah. you just haven't changed your look. I know. Like if I saw Dolph kind of change the way he wears his stuff. Yeah, he's had the same pair of boots for like 15 years. Yeah, and they're ugly and I hate yeah. them. And like, I know it hinders his movement. Like, get some new boots, man. It's, so li- it's such a small thing to point out, but yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a fair point because he hasn't really changed anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, like, he's athletic and I don't necessarily expect him to start doing 450s, but as adept he is apparently in mat based stuff, so he comes from a, a, an amateur background. Yeah. So he has, I don't know, in my mind, I feel like he would have a wealth of knowledge on how to be a little more creative and how... That's how, how I feel. It's like... Trans- he did... Okay, so there was one match where he hit a sick fireman carry move. It was against him versus Dean Ambrose. I forget okay. what the match is. But anyway, he hit a sick, like, scramble move that's very amateur base into a fireman's. And I remember Michael Cole was like, oh, that's a great move. Like, just really... It was really awesome. And then eventually Dean countered with the Dirty Deeds. But that was one incident where, like, you got to see a little slickness from his amateur background. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really do that as much. And it's because I feel like maybe in his mind, if he has to be a heel, he has to wrestle that certain type of way. That could be. Instead of just, just, dude, just wrestle any way you want to wrestle. I know. There's so many times where you heard that. We've heard that people that are, 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 are heels as character and think they can't wrestle an exciting style because they'll get the crowd behind them too yeah, much. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that's the case these days. Yeah. And I will say this. The the guys on commentary, commentary, they say the same thing about Dolph every single time. Most winningest wrestler at Kent State. Like, that's old news. Like, I'm sorry. That doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. It literally, like, they can bring it up with, like, Tucker Knight and then like, they do that with Otis, but they don't really do amateur stuff that much Mm -mm. it's just part of their background yeah they it's like they they someone said Dolph you really need to talk about how great of an amateur you are like that really helps yeah that gets you over yeah even though you don't really wrestle on amateur style yeah so make sure I mention new member W.S. Fletcher because W.S. Fletcher is great uh the thing from under the ring favorite Haas wrestler of all time Bam Bam Gordy that's a good answer yep I'll say Vader yep I was thinking over the weekend about the the Vader Cactus Jack feud and how amazing that was at WCW. Although uh, Cactus Jack getting power bombed on bare concrete is rough to watch. Yeah, oh, that's really rough to watch. Um, I know we were looking through questions before. You love this one, Adam Rose and Cal. If you had to write a current WWE storyline for Stephen Larson, what would it be? Oh, it'd be easy. So it'd be uh, I'd have them in an angle where something would happen that they would get divided. And then it's like who controls the show going in raw because you guys are you guys both run it equally. But then you find out it was me and Adam Mayhem oh, that were trying to divide you two apart, so then we could take over the show. Oh dear! And then you would have just Mayhem trying to be really negative on everything WWE, mm-hmm. and then me just being reluctant, and be like, "Well, you know, I think this is fine." And then just him and I arguing the whole time, losing nothing, but all the friendos would go away, <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys would return and kick us out somehow. I don't go. know how. You wouldn't wrestle us. It'd no, we'd like have a, no chance of wrestling. It'd, it'd be some other type of scenario. Yeah, I don't know what, what that, that would you be. You guys are not smart or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that smart. Uh, Triple T, TTT says, Larson, you're Bischoff. Cal, you're Heyman. You, most, you both must negotiate together like it's legitimate. Pick five superstars each to call up and or trade your respective brands with two superstars. You give new creative to 
and what those creative decisions would be. So I'm Bischoff. I'm on SmackDown. You're on Raw. Mm-hmm. So pick five superstars each to call up and or trade. So we have five. So we can call up some guys from NXT, and then we could trade some guys over. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. If 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 we're if we can find the deal. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's do call ups first because right, right. that'd just be easier. Yeah. Um, Raw's the premiere show, and I'm they thinking about Heyman. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say. I think Heyman, obviously Street Profits, because I think Heyman, that was a Heyman call. Mm-hmm. So easy, Street Profits. All right, I'll go with. I know you, 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 you. We talked about this earlier. You had plans for Undisputed Era, so I won't take them, even though it okay. breaks my heart. Well, you can't. You can take them because no, I, I want somebody them. else in mind. All right, I'll take Johnny Gargano. Okay. Because uh, SmackDown apparently, or Fox wants SmackDown to be more uh, sports oriented. Yeah. He's Johnny Wrestling. He's wrestling basically personified. Awesome. Wrestling is a sport. He should be on SmackDown. Yeah, I agree. Because he is, the things he does athletically and Mm -hmm. he keeps it, you know, he he, he keeps it everything interesting. Exactly. I think that's something that, and especially with like Bischoff creative wise, Mm -hmm. like, Johnny Wrestling Gargano just he can he can, everything he does in the ring's interesting yeah. and he's not much of a promo guy anyway. No, but you know if if you wrestle like he does, all you need is basic story beats to hit. Yeah, he doesn't have to say a word. Mm-mm. Just go out and wrestle. Uh, I'm gonna say trade creative. No, I was gonna say Matt Riddle too. But Matt Riddle's from New York, and I feel like Heyman and him could come up with yeah, some so really good, good creative that's wise. Good. Because I don't know how protected he'd be on SmackDown as far as mm-hmm. creative goes. I don't know how Bischoff and him would. I don't know either. You know, would vibe. Would vibe. But I know Heyman would probably, especially like how Riddle's been so open about like the Brock Lesnar stuff. And I think that would be something that oh, Heyman, yeah. Heyman and Riddle can That's come good. up with like a really cool story that That's would good. fit with Riddle trying to take on Brock. That's good. Yeah. All right, then I'll take on this beauty area. I gave you a chance to take on this beauty area. You passed yeah, on. No, that. I think I, I. But the thing is, they're so creative on their own. I know that they could and like the way, dude, with how Adam Cole's delivery on the mic and like his presence, how he's so confident when he walks to the ring. Oh hell yeah, he could take anything. I feel like totally. and like be make cool, gold out of it. Make gold out yeah. of it. All right, do one more call up and we can do a couple trades. Um, I, I'm down to just do trades. Okay. Yeah. From SmackDown to yeah, who do you want from SmackDown? Uh, I'll take because it seems like what? No, um, no, I'm just like hey, let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. <laughs> uh, who do I got? I'm gonna take. I will take Alistair Black. All right, what are you gonna offer from Raw? I'll give you. Who's a good trade from Alistair Black? Uh, I'll give you the revival. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll yeah. do. That. I like the revival a lot, and, yeah. and SmackDown's tag division needs a little depth. Actually, yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, who from Raw would be? Oh, I want Drew full time on SmackDown. You want Drew on SmackDown? Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'll give you Roman Reigns. I knew that's the one I was hoping. Get, you know what? Roman Reigns should be on Raw. He's not doing anything on SmackDown. He, he wasn't even on SmackDown. No, I was hoping you'd say that. And not to mention, Heyman loves Roman Reigns. The way he puts them over, that's yeah, yeah, a yeah. perfect. That's perfect. That's it perfect. Works for you. That works perfectly for me. I was hoping, I wanted to say Roman Reigns, but then you said it for me. That's perfect. Done. Awesome. All We're right. on the same page. There we go. Simpatico here. Easy trade. It is. Yeah. It is. It's like, uh, who t- which two teams in the NBA? Or like the Pelicans and the Lakers. Apparently, exactly. work out all sorts of deals. <laughs> we can work it out. All the deals. Yeah. And it's only four moves, but that's fine. Um, Blake Elizondo. Well, we could do a two. We haven't did. We can do two. We do girls. one more trade. One let's more do, trade. Let's do. Um, 
We'll do female superstars. Oh, good idea. Because we didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we could do call up or trade. Okay. Uh, for raw on the raw side, oh, easy. Give me um just her. Um, oh no, I can't even remember her name. Uh, Queen of Spades. Oh, Shayna. Shayna Baszler. Yeah, she's perfect Get, for raw, especially for. Her versus Becky. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Heyman, yeah. he knows his MMA. Totally. So I got Riddle. I got Shayna Baszler. I got Brock. This is perfect. Man, that's good. That's, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm cool with that. I know what you could say for like a girl call-up for NXT. Because think about her chemistry with Charlotte. Super athletes. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just gonna lay the seed right there. I'll say Bianca Belair. That's how. Yep. Yeah. It was. It was either her or EO. But I feel like EO's got a lot to do in NXT, especially now that she. Well, I won't say that. Um, after laying out Candice LeRae. Yeah. There's a lot storyline wise for her to do. There's not really something doing a whole lot with Bianca right now. Right and I'm. Now. Af- I'm afraid for EO to get put up to Maine. Yeah. Because I don't. I feel like. Bianca Belair has a set character, mm-hmm. the same with Shayna Baszler. So I feel like right away they can write for her. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well they're going to do for Io Shirai when they bring her up. Yeah. Because, like, first off, when I heard that the tag team stuff, I was like, oh, cool. They're going to have Io tag with uh, Kari Sane. Yeah. But then you find out, no, it's Kari Sane with Asuka. Asuka. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I like Asuka as a singles Same competitor. Here. Same here. She does not need to do women's tag. Mm-mm. Especially with the chemistry EO already has with Kari Amazing. Sane. Like, they, they complement their style so well. They really do. They're so, so that, good together. Now I'm just like, I don't know, like, that kind of bummed me out. That was, it's, that was just really weak writing that they yeah, paired them up. I'm like, I know. oh, lazy. I know. Fickle. 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 All right, let's do, I'll find one more. One more. Uh, oh, here we go. Braden, will Apollo Crews ever win a title? And I said this before the show. I just said he needs a personality. He needs something that would make you love him or hate him. Because right now you're just like, oh, it's Apollo. Cool. That's it. There's not anything behind him that makes me like want to. I know. He needs. He needs us to. I want him to be a cocky, just I dude. I know. Like the too easy. Yeah. It writes itself, yeah. and like he can just promote that more and more and then but the problem is if they did that the commentators are going to have to try to fill in the void on what his character is i'm just i don't know if god forbid they actually give him some mic time i know or a segment where he Anything. can actually show off his personality you know it was cool seeing him in zelina and then that set up with him yeah, in yeah. andrade but now that dropped because now it's andrade i know but unless i don't know maybe. i don't know either if they maybe what if something happens where corbin gets in the way with seth and then Cruz gets in the way of Andrade. Maybe. And that, like, they can overbook this one and as long as it carries on the characters. Maybe. Yeah, have uh, uh, Apollo come up and make the save when Corbin runs in. Yeah. And reignite their feud from NXT. That would be, gotta be fine. That would be fine. Anything. I know, anything. Give anything. The Cruz the chance. Because he's great. He's awesome. Uh, that does it for us. Uh, patrons, YouTube channel members, stick around. We got Overrun happening next. Until then, we'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, 
it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.